Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a special edition of the Hot Tag Podcast. We are your hosts, Shea Bo and Eric Grizz. The reason this is a special edition because we're giving you the rundown of the SummerSlam card for 2019. So, Eric, how you doing? How you living? How you feeling? Man, after a ridiculous, <laughs> after a ridiculous NXT takeover, I have absolutely no idea how SummerSlam could possibly top it, but I do know that I can tell you this card is, this pay-per-view card is probably the most I've been really excited for all year, with the exception of probably WrestleMania. So, with the fact that they're called the fact that they call WrestleMania the hottest party of the summer, I absolutely believe they're gonna put on one hell of a party tonight. I believe so too. They always do every year. So it's always a bit spectacle for SummerSlam or WrestleMania or anything like that. So they plan on pulling out all the stops. Um, really quick, I wanna address the elephant in the room. The message I sent you earlier today. We just found out Drew McIntyre will not be on the card. We were both upset about that because we're both big on Drew McIntyre. We believe he needs a big push. We believe he should have been on the card. We believe he's the future world champion. And, hey, we're not the bookers, but he's not on the card. It's a travesty. It's it's ridiculous. Like I said, when I sent you the message, what is the point of setting him up to be a future universal champion if you're not going to have him on one of your big four pay-per-views. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, it, it seems like they had all these plans for him uh, after WrestleMania. Like, they had these plans and motions where they were going to put him towards the top spot. And he's been overshadowed by Shane McMahon, who, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, can completely go away for a while once Kevin Owens beats him tonight, fingers and toes crossed. Yep. But it's just, I, I, I just don't get it. it you, they pretty much, it's almost it's almost like they're giving him the Oscar treatment. <laughs> oh, God. You know? I hope they don't change his name to a Kabuki Warrior or something like that. That's just a travesty. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop watching WWE if they do that. <laughs> if they yeah. ever got that crazy enough to, to give him a stupid name like that, it's a day I'm just going to completely switch to AEW. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Like I said, we're going to give the rundown of SummerSlam for this year. Ten matches. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Ten matches. Ten events. I call the the matches events because they are an event. And that, ten predictions. They're all their own individual events, you know, saying as far as how uh, the stories the stories have been built. Like, they took it. You could tell, like, with, with SummerSlam, they took a lot of time uh, for the most part trying to tell the story behind the matches right right so let's get started without further ado we're gonna go right into it first yeah. match on the card drew gulak versus oni larkin am i saying i'm terrible with names by the way if y'all haven't realized i am horrible with names on uh oni larkin you do it better than i can uh, I- <laughs> yeah so so, who prediction for that match? Who's winning? Who's going over? All that good stuff. Uh, um, only only Larkin. He he has really gotten over. He's he's always been, you know, one of those guys. Um, 
you know, the indie fans have always really been behind, but now he's really gotten his chance to shine, um, you know, moving from uh, moving from NXT and moving up into 205 Live. And I am really excited for this. I didn't expect him to, uh, you know, be in the title picture as quickly as he did, but he's gotten there. He's at that point. And I'll tell you what, I think he's got a good chance of winning. Um, I will be, I, I will be surprised. I won't be surprised if Drew Gulak wins, but I'm really pulling for Oni Lurkin to win this match. Yeah, I'm pulling for Drew Gulak just because I know him more, more experienced with him. Um, he's more of the veteran of that whole uh, cruiserweight division or, or, yeah, the cruiserweight division. So I'm going for Drew Gulak. I got to go for experience. Only Larkin, I just seen him a couple times here and there. I know he's a, a like you said, an underground legend or whatever, but I'm going for the experience with this one. So I'm going for the old timer. <laughs> hey, it's hard to bet against a Gulak. I'm trying to tell you, yeah. well, some type of way, even after even after I said it, I felt some type of way, but I, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I, th- I, I really think Gordon Burke going to win, but we will see. We, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Next matchup, we got Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. Um, Like I had mentioned on our last podcast, I didn't like the interaction they had on, uh, I think it was SmackDown or Raw one. I, I don't know. I, it's so much wrestling going on. I forgot which show is which. But they had a little interaction. I didn't think they uh, came with it, so to speak, for you know a go-home episode to lead into this SummerSlam. But their names alone, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair, you, you don't need much talking to get this, this match over. Um, I'm going with the hometown hero and Trish Stratus. No, I'm not. I'm going for Charlotte. No, I'm not. I'm going with Trish Stratus. I'm, as I, no, I'm torn between this because, like I said before, you know, if this is Trish Stratus's last match and she wins, what does that mean for Charlotte Flair? Because she still has to be to work on Monday. You know, she still has to uh, come into work and go in front of that cr- that live crowd on Monday. Trish Stratus doesn't. So who needs this match more for their career? Trish, who's already retired and already, you know is already legitimate, already a Hall of Famer, or Charlotte Flair, who still has a lot to offer? Ah, uh, hmm. Were you, were you about to say something, or were you asking me? I was asking. Uh, okay. Well, it, it, it's interesting, because from Trish Stratus's perspective, I don't think a loss would really hurt. I don't think, you know, a, a loss would hurt her legacy at all. I think Not her legacy would completely still be intact. I don't think it would deter. Um, you know, I think if it was against a lesser person, like if you if you were to put her against Nikki Cross, you know, and had her and, and put her over, I think that would largely damage her legacy. But Charlotte Flair in, you know, in the time that she's been wrestling, she's literally carved out her own achievements in in wwe aside from you know everything that her father's accomplished yeah so so going against going up against trish stratus charlotte has a chance to really do to to really put that stamp i mean she's already got she's already you know accomplished a lot being a multiple time both raw uh raw and smackdown women's champion but this would be the so far the ultimate feather in the cap for Charlotte to win this match. Yeah. Um, I, 
as far as storyline wise, I think it would be best. I think it would be best if Trish won just for the nostalgia factor. Um, that would be my. That's going to be my pick. I think Trish is going to win this match. But even if Charlotte wins, even if Charlotte does win this match, it won't. I don't think it won't do do anything to harm uh, Trish Stratus' legacy. But I'm going to go with Trish on this one. I'm going to ride with Charlotte on this one from what you said. Um, you know, because she's still in the business. You know, she still has to be to work tomorrow, like I was saying earlier. Trish doesn't. So, with that said, I'm going to ride with Charlotte Flair. And if Trish is as old school as I think she is, she would want to do the job for Charlotte Flair, recognizing that she's the future of the women's division. You know how that old legacy goes. You do the job for the ne- the up the next person, the um, the newcomer. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I'm a rock with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and there's not a woman. There's not another woman on the entire WWE roster who I think would be more deserving uh, of being of uh, Trish Stratus putting over than Charlotte Flair. She right. would be my number one pick. Exactly, exactly. All right, next match is your favorite match, the one you're so excited for, the one you can't look for, you, that you're you, you been staying up waiting for, it, right? You, you, you've been setting it on your calendar, you set the clock for it, and that's Goldberg versus Ziggler. Tell me how excited you are for that. I can hardly contain my excitement. Oh, I know it, man. It, it, Groundbreaking to see Goldberg wrestling Dolph Ziggler. I love it. I love this. I love it for Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg could go either way. It's almost like Trish Stratus and Trish Stratus and Flair. Like Goldberg don't have to be to work tomorrow. Ziggler does. And like I was saying on our last podcast, I think this is a good rub for Ziggler to be on the SummerSlam card, the the hottest uh, show in the summer against the Hall of Famer, the legend. The undefeated street of Goldberg. Well, the old undefeated street, you know, WCW days of Goldberg. It's a good rub for Ziggler. Win, lose, or draw. So he has that on his resume. Hey, I wrestled Goldberg at SummerSlam. Did you win? No, but I still wrestled Goldberg at SummerSlam. You know, I think that's good for his resume. Good for uh for his legacy. You know, so who I think is going to win this? Of course, Bill Goldberg. I don't see why they'll put Ziggler over in this, but. Um, yeah, I'm riding with Goldberg. This match does nothing for anybody except for Goldberg. That's it. This is uh, this is this match is going to be five minutes or less. This match will not go past yeah. five minutes. There's literally yeah. no for the match to go past two minutes for that matter. But Goldberg is going to squash Dove Ziggler. I I get your perspective. As far as you know, a highlight, you know, a highlight in Dolph Ziggler's career. But if we're being right, but if we're being completely honest, this is just another continuation of the the burial of Dolph Ziggler. And I'm sure, and I, I know that I know that word gets oversaid so many times that that at this point it's kind of lost its true meaning. But Dolph Ziggler only came back recently. You know, because Kofi Kingston needed, needed an opponent, met that, needed an opponent for Saudi Arabia. Had the, 
had that not happened, I guarantee you we probably wouldn't even be seeing Dolph Ziggler. He would probably still be on be you know on his comedy circuit doing his thing. Like I, I and I like Dolph Ziggler. I, I do I do like him. I love you know his work in the ring. I can tolerate his promos, but I just don't see <laughs> I just don't see. I'm sorry. That whole it should have been me thing. I, that was dead. The very first promo he did, I was done with it. So, but he's done. But he's done great promos in the past, though. But I, I, after this, what do you do with Dolph Ziggler? Except like what they've been doing to him, which is make him basically a jobber. Uh, um. And so that, and those wins, those uh, like I said from on the last podcast, those wins uh, on uh, Tuesday against Rey Mysterio and Ali were a joke. You- yeah, both of them combined weight equals Goldberg. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I was saying by his promos, I could tell um, he's getting better with them with the help of Paul Heyman. You know, I believe yeah. he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. It's debatable. When was in, but when he was in the ring with uh, Shawn Michaels and the Miz, when he was at when they were on Miz TV, that was a great promo. He did. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. You could tell Paul Heyman was helping him bring out his character more. You know, or somebody was helping him bring out his character more, and I enjoyed it. Right. And, and if you realize, uh, Dolph Ziggler really been carrying this whole promo. I mean, this whole. Um, uh, what's what you call it? This whole sec, this whole um, this whole feud, basically program. Yeah, excuse me, can't think of the word for it. This whole program, he's been carrying it, you know, because we really didn't know if he was wrestling Miz or Sh- I thought it was gonna be Shawn Michaels. So, kudos to uh, Dolph Ziggler for doing that. I'm so um, much more invested in this match if you were going to, if if they were building a program between him and Ali or him and Rey Mysterio, I would be so much more invested in this match. Oh right, right. Yeah. At least Ali. Yeah, they can, but they killed that program for me on Tuesday. I don't even want to see that now. And that yeah. could have been a great program. So, okay. Well, next matchup: Ricochet, AJ Styles, US title. weeks ago because I, he had any charisma and I thought he was just another stunt man but I saw a couple more of his matches and he was selling he was telling a story he was putting on a show so I, I and I'm not afraid to go back and say oh I was wrong I'm not afraid to say that because I was wrong I was wrong say it again I was wrong about Ricochet I'm not ashamed to say it you know I, I you know I, I always say I'm not afraid to eat my words because my words. Do you feel better? But do you feel better <laughs> after saying it? Do you feel a little bit better? Yeah, come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. Seen the light, people. You've seen uh, the light. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the light. I like Ricochet now, um, and I think he will win tonight, given the odds. Because you know AJ Styles is going to have his boys out there, Orange County. Real quick, <laughs> quick story. I was in Food Line today, and this little girl had on a shirt that said "The Orange Club." I was like, "You part of the OC too?" <laughs> what? What did, did she get it? <laughs> no, I was saying that to myself. I was saying that. you part of you part of the OC too. Yeah, but anyway, 
you know he's gonna have his boys helping him, and I think it'll be a good rub. Ricochet to fight the odds at SummerSlam, be AJ Styles with Styles' because uh, you know it's gonna be some interference with those. Yeah, scene. you know it. And for him, if and if he can still get off that win, that is once again check it off on his resume. He defeated AJ Styles at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. That's a great rub, a great way to build him up for the future. Um, I. My mind is telling, my heart tells me I want Ricochet to win because I don't think I I don't think his first championship was really you know so much of a fair shot. I don't even understood what the reason it was behind putting putting the U.S. championship on AJ. But I think at this point in the game, to have it flip flop back and have the title flip flop back and forth right now would diminish diminish. Um, you know, the integrity of the title. So I think AJ Styles is after a very, very hard fought effort by Ricochet. I think AJ Styles is going to win this match, of course, by the interference of the OC. Of course. Of course. Okay. So we're moving right along. We're, we're banging through this. We're on match number five now. And it is Finn Balor versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. I'm biased on this one. I'm sorry. You know I'm a Bray Wyatt fan, so I'm a root for him no matter who he wrestles. No matter who. I don't like the name The Fiend, but I wish he'd go back to... I wish he'd go back to Eater of Worlds. Not because, you know, you're from the same era, the same uh, place I'm from. You call somebody a Fiend, you know what they are. Right. You know. Right. And I don't think that's Bray Wyatt. For For those that don't know... You know, people a fiend is usually somebody who's on drugs. You know, and I don't think that's Bray. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, if you look at it, that's one perspective from looking at it. Because I mean, you know, if you look up fiend in the dictionary, of course that definition will be there. But you know, also you know somebody behind devilish behavior. So, ah, so, fiend, okay. so the fiend himself is a very fiendish person, and the, the, he looks fiendish at that. So, uh, from that regard, I don't really, the name doesn't really bother me as much. But it, as far as my prediction goes, the fiend is absolutely, this is no, going to be another squash match. It, he's going to take, he's going to obliterate Finn Balor. He's going to obliterate him right now. Like, he, that match is not going to last long. Right, 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 right. And plus, Finn Balor. Plus, taking time off, so. Yeah, so this is the perfect this is the perfect send-off for him. Let him go away, get his mind right, you know, take some time off, let him, let him recharge, and bring him back. Like, the, that's the best way to get somebody over is for them to not be around. So you already know. You know, it's probably going to be a while before we see him again. But you know, but you already know as soon as his music, as soon as his music sounds, whenever he comes back, he, he, people are going to go crazy. Oh, he's going to pop! And yeah, hopefully sure. he comes back as just the uh, the demon, not as Finn Balor. <laughs> um, next match: Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, my man, Kevin Owens. You know I'm here for Kevin Owens, KO all day. Yes. Stone Cold 2.0. Yeah, that's what you call him. That's what I call him. Stone Cold 2.0. He just got that vibe, man. He, he he's got he's got that Stone Cold vibe going on. Like, don't you see? It's like Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon is was you know was Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. You know when we were watching in the nineties, it's like they have that same vibe now. 
Yeah. Who do you have winning? Uh, I'm going for Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. KO's going to get the win. I have to agree with you. I don't... I <laughs> Considering the climate of wrestling right now, I, I so could not see Shane McMahon getting, beating Kevin Owens or Kevin Owens leaving WWE. <laughs> like, not in a million years. So, I definitely see Kevin Owens winning this match per the stunner. <laughs> yeah, and what's with the stunner now? Like, is that part of his move set now? Is he taking that? Is he? Is he I think that, that now. Uh, it, I guess that's his thing now. I think a lot. Uh, I think it kind of rubs some people the wrong way as far as you know taking other wrestlers' finishing moves. Stone Cold does have a problem with Kevin Owens using the stunner. So, like at the end of the day, if the person who made that move famous doesn't mind somebody else using it, that should be the end of the argument after that. It shouldn't be an issue anymore. So okay. I, I'm excited to see where they're going to take him, what, what they're going to do with him after after this Shane McMahon program. Like, what are they going to do with him next? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering my, the same thing. In my opinion, the way they're pushing him right now, it, it, he, gets, he gets whoever wins between whoever wins between Ricochet and Kevin Owens. No, excuse me. Uh, Ricochet and AJ Styles. Yeah. He gets whoever wins that. Because I think whoever whoever wins that match, going up against Kevin Owens, that's going to be a match people are going to want to see. Right. Uh, Because I definitely would want to see it. That's money right there. For sure. Uh, Okay. So next match we have... Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton for the WWE title. Stupid. 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 I always got to do that when these two face each other. That's always going to be the running thing with these two guys. <laughs> like that's, that's, literally like, that's literally synonymous to their entire feud is that whole thing. And I, and I like that. And I like the way that, like I said before, I love how WWE's built around that. Like, this is a match that people are genuinely uh, invested in. And I don't think, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think either guy has the clear kind of advantage of really who's going to win. Kofi still has so much momentum behind him as WWE champion, you know, and then Randy Orton, the legend, the legend, <laughs> legend, legend killer, you know the legendary legend killer. That's what I call him. Uh, the Viper. Yeah, he's he's always somebody. You know, it's hard not to get behind him. You know, he, everything that he's accomplished. So it's like you kind of want to see the title on him. You know, one more time. You know, just to build. You know, build up his already Hall of Fame career. But uh, as far as predictions, uh, I think I think um, Randy Orton's going to win tonight. I think so too, only because what I had read online regarding him, um, how they want him to be the champion, leading to them going to Fox, yeah, for SmackDown. So it makes sense. Like I said, I do want to see the new face. Uh, be the champion leading into their premiere on Fox, but hey, I'm not the booker. So, anywho, um, I'm going for Kofi, but I know politically, you know, backstage politics, once again, Randy Orton is going to probably get the W tonight. Uh, next match, Bailey versus Ember Moon. 
once speaking of backstage politics because <laughs> apparently Ember Moon isn't well liked by the higher ups I'm not going to say everybody though but just few of the higher ups allegedly Alle- allegedly allegedly I'm not here to spread, spread rumors yes I am but <laughs> we really should use that word more often on this allegedly yeah but I, I kind of I want our podcast to be something that stirs the pot. You know what I mean? Controversy creates cash. We try to make we try to keep it interesting for you guys. Yeah, we try to keep it interesting, entertaining, attitudinal, in your face, anti-establishment, counterculture. Wild. So, yeah, wild. You know, wild and crazy. So, with that said, um, I'm a root for Ember Moon. She probably won't get the W because she's still kind of fresh in this scene, the whole title hunt scene, you know. Yeah, I, I, but I'm a, I'm a root for her tonight. Uh, I think. Uh, oh, were you about to say something? No, and I was gonna say, uh, and it's not because of the color of her skin. Me and Eric are so past that. It's not the color of her skin. That's so passe. So, so you've gotten that too, huh? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I've gotten that a few times. Yeah, cut us a break, guys. Really? <laughs> yeah, because because I, I heard uh, somebody sent me a message saying y'all really on Kofi Kingston. Uh, y'all put, must be on this Black Lives Matter. Like, really? Like, no. I mean, no, I, I mean, I am. I don't mind saying it. I, I mean, I am. But at the end of the day, that doesn't that doesn't deter me from you know making an unbot you know making an unbiased prediction about who's going to win the match. Like, yeah, I'm more, of a, I'm more of an all lives matter, and that has nothing to do with wrestling, so <laughs> I keep those completely right. separated. Like, this is not a political podcast. So yeah. That, Which is so funny, because yeah. some, of, because some of the people that message us, y'all are the first ones to bring that up. Meanwhile, me and Shay do not even <laughs> make it Make that a point of conversation on the podcast, which which I think no, is no. funny. But yeah, what you say? Hey, we can do it. But yeah, Ember Moon for me. Yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah, I think it's Ember Moon for me too. Um, only because I'll be completely honest with you, I don't think Ember Moon's ready for it. Same here. But I. I I also believe that the whole roster, the SmackDown Women's roster is bleak <laughs> at this point. Like, they haven't really built it, like, they haven't really focused on really building up the women, which is, I guess, is why, you know, they're giving Ember Moon the shot because the roster alone is kind of stale right now. So, you know, Amber Moon is new and she's fresh. And it, honestly, like, if Bailey wins the title tonight, like, who who are you going to put her with on the roster right now that she already hasn't had a program with at one point or another? And whereas with Amber Moon, if she has the title, you open up a whole plethora of possibilities for as far as the next woman up. So... I think Ember Moon's gonna win it, and it'll open yeah. up possibilities. And you know, I, I got that same feeling. I got that same feeling about the women's division. Like it's kind of—I ain't gonna say stale, but it's cooling off. Like they had some hot starts when Trish Stratus came back and found out she was gonna face Flair, and then when Bailey challenged Ember Moon, 
and Becky Lynch and Natalia. And then after those were announced, it just kind of flatlined a little bit. Like, kind of went down. Like, first you had ice cream with fudge and sprinkles up there. Now you just got vanilla ice cream with no flavor to it. It's like, like, yeah. So I think after SummerSlam, I I feel they should kick it back up a notch. Maybe put the title on Ember Moon, a new face once again. New challenger. Promos. You know, new matches. Have a return match for her and Bailey. That would that'd be worth so much more because it's now like Bailey was the champion. Now she wants to get her title back, and she's gonna fight, scratch, and crawl to get her title back. That's a whole new storyline right there. Yeah. So, take. What's up? Hot take. Um. I okay. So I know I said the last pay per view that Sasha was gonna come back, and of course she did not. Womp womp. Eh, can't be right all the time. But I will say that I truly believe Sasha is going to make an appearance tonight. How? I don't know. My okay. suspicion is going to have something to do with Bailey's match. If she doesn't show up tonight, she's going to show up tomorrow. But I truly think, like, now is the time for Sasha Banks to come back. Okay. All right, that'd be good. I mean, that's uh, of course, that's going to be a huge pop. And I think it'll be a bigger pop because it's SummerSlam. So I'll pop for that, <laughs> of course. I would too. I've been waiting for her to come back. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see her come back and see what they're going to do with her because, you know, <laughs> at this point, I think WWE had to kiss a little bit of ass to get her to come back. So, right. you know, she's going to, if, if not right away, very soon, she's going to be right back in that title scene. You heard it here first on the Hot Tag Podcast. The hottest Hot Tag Podcast, Boom. by the way. Um, booyah. Um, next match, Becky Lynch versus Natalya. I'm going to say it now. I'm about, I'm about to uh, make my heel turn if I haven't already. Yeah. I'm about to get some heat. Cause I'm sick of Becky Lynch. I'm t- I'm over it, especially when she was doing the thing with Seth Rollins. I'm over it. I'm over the man thing. I've just I was never big on Becky Lynch. She didn't do anything for me. I didn't pop when she came out. I wasn't looking forward to her promos. Wasn't looking forward to her matches. Like I'm just not a Becky Lynch fan. So you think she's one dimensional? Basically. Basically, if you want to put it like that, I think she's boring, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Like Charlotte Flair has flair, you you know what I mean. Um, Ember Moon has flair. Nia Jax is intimidating. Becky Lynch just there. You know what I'm saying? She's like the, uh, Barry Horowitz. You remember Barry Horowitz back in the '90s? Really, Barry Horowitz? <laughs> That's who no, you compare like, to? Put some respect on her name. She, yeah, but she's just there. You know, she can fight, she can wrestle, she's an awesome performer, but she's athletic, but who isn't in that locker room? Like, you could have put Liv Morgan in her spot and would have had the same reaction. You know what I mean? No. It's just like, no. No, it's, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you could put anybody in that position and they'll do the exact same thing Becky Lynch is doing. Like, she's doing nothing that nobody else has done before. Like, 
I've seen it all before. I've heard it all before. What? What? Some? Give me something new. You know, give me something that's gonna make me pop. Something that's gonna make me be like, and that's the champion. Uh, she hasn't done that for me. Right. Well, I, I disagree with you because I think uh, you could you could dress my grandma up to play Becky Lynch. No, Becky's got more personality than that. Is I think a lot of dissing my grandma, huh? You dissing my grandma? I am not dissing your grandma. I, I, I'm not at all. <laughs> I respect your grandma. I respect. I respect my elders. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I don't think anybody could just jump in Becky Lynch's shoes and do and do what she does. She got, Becky Lynch is very funny and charismatic. It, if you don't see it, it's because of WWE creatives. I think. You know, you know who else is funny and charismatic? Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. We're out. Am I getting enough? Weird Al Yankovic cannot properly put the disarmor on somebody. Let's. We don't. Yes, we do know that. Come on. We don't know yet. <laughs> yes, we do know. We don't. I don't know, man. He might have some tricks oh, up his sleeve. So, with that said, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. I'm riding with Natalia, hometown hero, Heart Foundation, um, Heart, uh, uh, the Heart Family Dungeon, uh, Jim DeAnville Nine, Heart, rest in peace, daughter. Um, yeah, I'm riding with Natalia. I'm I'm gonna ride with Becky Lynch. I think I think uh, I think hot take. I think Becky Lynch is gonna stay champion until WrestleMania, and then WrestleMania is gonna be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm calling it one on one. One on one. I'm calling it. I thought it was gonna be one on one this year. Uh, well, I thought so too, but I think, but I think they did it. Pro- I think they did it right, just because you know those Becky, Becky and Charlotte having their own thing between them, and you know them being f- part of WWE's full horse women, throwing in Ronda, you know who's part, who's the leader of MMA's four horse women, and at the time being Raw Women's Champion. I mean. Come on, that was like a catalyst, you know, that was a catalyst waiting to happen. So, but I think, but I, I definitely think that Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey by themselves would be, I think, is a WrestleMania worthy match. And I think that's probably what they're gearing towards because I don't see anybody else right now in the Raw Women's roster who, who I could say would be more deserving of being champion right now. So, I'm going to call it, it's Becky. Okay. Alright, well, moving on. Main event of the evening. My throat hurts, so I can't say his name, but Seth Rollins is going against, can you do the whole Brock Lesnar thing? He is going against the reigning, defending, undisputed universal champion Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I couldn't do that. My my throat hurts, so I think that was a ten. <laughs> uh, I think that was a ten on on the impression. That was pretty I think good. That was a ten. That's just me. Yeah, that was pretty good. Eat your heart out, Heyman. Eat your heart out. <laughs> um, I think Lesnar retains only because Vince 
excuse my language, but I think he has a hard on for Lesnar. What? <laughs> when has Vince not had a hard on for anybody who benches twice Vince's own weight? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, so that's why I think Lesnar's going to retain. Yeah, uh, I I say Brock retains for a different reason. I don't think Vince has a hard on for Brock. I think it's I think it's more of um one Brock Lesnar just signed a long term contract with WWE, um, and that's seventy five percent of the reason I think he's gonna hold on to the title. But they have ran they have ran Seth Rollins to the ground to the point where he's supposed to be the baby face and I thoroughly believe that Seth Rollins is gonna get booed as soon as he, as soon as his music hits tonight. Yes, so? I do. Because recently Brock Lesnar's been getting booed a little bit. I mean the crowd of pop first then boo, you know. Oh no, I I think people uh, I think people hated the fact of Brock Lesnar cashing in and getting the Universal Championship at first. But yeah. over time with some of the things that's been done to Seth, whether it be just creative side of things or his his own ignorance as far as Instagram, uh, not Instagram, but Twitter and stuff. People are, I think people are sick of, of Seth Rollins right now. And, and I don't think, I don't yeah. think people, I don't think, you know, the, the universe is readily so willing to have Rollins be universal champion again. And I think for, for what it's worth, for all the talk that we do about Brock being a part-time champion, there's no denying the fact Brock Lesnar draws. People are, are going to pay money to see who Brock Lesnar is going to demolish next. And I don't think Seth Rollins, especially after the beatdown he's taken for the past two weeks, who really sees Seth Rollins winning this match? Um, Not me. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. Cause I just don't think it'll make sense. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it if you won tonight. Like, so what? Are, what are y'all trying to do with Brock and Seth? Like, y'all just trying to have them go back and forth? They, they playing uh, patty cake, patty cake bakers man with each other. Like, Hopefully, they're on? not trying to do anything else with Brock Lesnar. So I'm Brock and Seth out right now. I, I'm... and I don't even think like if I was the book, I don't even think looking at it on paper and looking at the st- statue of these guys is like. You would think to yourself, Seth Rollins couldn't even hold a candle up to Brock Lesnar because of you know size comparison. You know, like it, didn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think that I was thinking it was going to be. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just about to say, I think WWE is trying to break that mold of only the gargantuan muscle bound men can be champion. I think Kofi is the perfect example of that. So I think. I like it. I like it just for the fact of there's plenty, there's plenty, you know, of wrestlers who I think, you know, could be champion one day. Aleister Black is not the biggest guy in the world, but I think, but I think over time, I think he could be a very good champion. Um, guys like Joey Gargano, uh, I did from NXT. I think he could be champion. I think he's about to be moved up soon. 
um, Ricochet. I can see, I could definitely see Ricochet as a universal champion. Like, oh my God, like Finn Balor. Finn Balor, he's definitely not the biggest guy. He was the inaugural universal champion. The only reason he was a champion longer was because of his shoulder injury. So I think WWE is trying to break that mold of just the muscle, the muscle bound guys being champion, which is why I've been, I've, I've been okay with the David versus Goliath matches as long as they've made sense. And as far as Brock yeah. versus Seth right now, you got WWE has ran that course. There's nothing else for them to do. Putting them together again after this makes absolutely would make absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I feel you on that. One. I feel you. I understand you. I just don't think Seth Rollins. Like I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins guy. He's once again he's a great athlete, all of that good stuff. But he's not something I'd be like I want to pay my money to see. Like I'm not, I'm not anxious to hear his promos. I'm not anxious to see his matches. Uh, you know, I'm not at the edge of my seat or anything like that. It's crazy because I'm like that when it's Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar because those two beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah, like those are some good matches. Those are hard hitting matches. <clears throat> and Seth Rollins isn't a hard hitting guy. He's more of a finesse, high flying, um, like a lucha style kind of guy. You know, yeah. so I mean, he had to kick Lesnar in the balls at WrestleMania to win the Universal Championship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like. If it came down to a real fight, I think Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar would, you know, they would duke it out. But I think Brock Lesnar would just squash Seth Rollins in a fight. Yeah, that that's I mean that's blatantly obvious by the beatings he's taken the past two weeks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, all right. Um, so that's our SummerSlam card for this year. SummerSlam should start in probably like another hour or so, and it's probably gonna last the next. Next two days, because that's how long these pay per views have been. Yeah, you can always you can always be assured that that the big four that you you know you get your food ahead of time and you cancel all your plans and tell anybody tell everybody don't call you because you know you're gonna be there for a while. But this, but I'm so yeah. excited for it though. That's the thing. Like I'm so excited yeah. for this card. Yeah, me too. Me too. I even got a special friend over here. Do you want to say something to the people? Oh, she's shy. It's my girlfriend. She's really shy. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, we're bringing the girlfriends onto the show now. Hey, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let the people know a little bit more about me, you know. I'm progressive, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's our show for today. Like I said, it was going to be a short show. We're just going to break down the prediction of SummerSlam. Um, if need be, if you don't agree with what I said, of course I don't care. But you can also reach me. <laughs> he likes no, deep, deep down. He really likes you guys. I know he doesn't always sound like it, but deep down, he really likes you guys. <laughs> of course I do. I love all people, man. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. But you can contact me on Facebook at Shabo. Uh, which is S-H-E-A space B-O. You can also hit me on Twitter at Shabo4, which is the actual number four, not spelled out for. You can hit me on uh, Instagram at All Power to the People. That's A-W-L-P-O-W-R the number two D-A-P-P-L. You can also call me at 757-419-1990. 
And also, if you guys, if you guys want to reach me, my Facebook, as always, is Eric Bigriz Billups. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram, lineage underscore of underscore excellence. You can reach me on Twitter, Seven City Psycho. The S in Psycho is a dollar sign because we got that money. And you also, uh, if you want to call me, you can call me at 757 633 Special notice, Shay doesn't even know this yet. After SummerSlam, I will be going live on Facebook to talk about all the craziness that was SummerSlam. Uh, I'll go over my predictions, how right I was, how wrong I was. Maybe we can get Shavo to join us too, if he wants to. I will be sleep. We are, yeah, I kind of figured that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of figured that. I don't, I don't see you make. I don't even see you making it to the main event, my friend. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be on long. I'm probably going to be on for 15 minutes. So once again, if you guys, if you guys want to, if you guys want to interact with me or ask me some questions about anything I thought about SummerSlam, once again, my Facebook is Eric Big Grizz Billups. Uh, you better add me if you if you want to talk to me. You better add me before SummerSlam because I will I'll be adding people and then I'm going to go straight to it. If you add me. Literally right after SummerSlam, nine times out of ten, I'm probably not going to add you. So, just a heads up. Keep an eye out for that after SummerSlam and come talk to me. And that is our podcast. We will do another one this week where we're going to talk about the impact of Raw Down, like we always do. The aftermath of SummerSlam. And what do you think? You want to do Fantasy Lane? I mean, our Memory Lane? Fantasy Booking? What do you think we should do? Um, no. um, we'll decide. We'll decide. We'll talk about it. We've done the list. We did a trip down memory lane. We got to do fantasy booking again. I love fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy booking. booking. Okay. And we're going to have our fantasy booking. So stay tuned for that. And we will see you on the flip side. Yes, sir. I'll see you guys tonight. Enjoy SummerSlam. Peace.